Hi, welcome to the Covenant Presbyterian Church podcast, a weekly broadcast of our Sunday sermon. I am Lee Campbell-Taylor, the interim pastor here, and Covenant Presbyterian Church is an open, affirming congregation, and we're so glad you found us. Our primary mission is to equip God's people to serve Christ in the world. In our weekly messages, we hope that you'll find inspiration, encouragement, and even challenge for your faith journey. Please listen with us now. Well, church, it's taken me just about 21 months, but I think I've finally come up with language that summarizes what I have discovered in this community of faith. And here it is. Y'all are crazy. (laughs) Now, as soon as I say a word like crazy that has long been used to stigmatize and diminish people, I must clarify that I am not speaking pejoratively. No, my meaning references your determination to be engaged with hopefulness despite evidence to the contrary. When I say y'all are crazy, I am referencing your insistence that the corner of Peachtree Road and Terrace Drive is an outpost for the body of Christ. That here, where gleaming towers of luxury condominiums rise above ragged children of God who have no home but maybe the bench out front, that here one can glimpse the inbreaking reign of God. That's crazy. And reaching the conclusion that y'all are crazy, my first piece of evidence is this book. Of all the crazy, contrary to the evidence stuff that Covenant Presbyterian is and has and does, the holy book is the craziest of them all. Now, now on some Sundays, it's less obvious than others, but when you're reading from the book of Revelation, mm, Revelation is a text that we mainline Christians are relieved to have safely stuck at the back of the Bible, isolated with the maps. It was written by the poetic pastor we call John of Patmos because he was exiled on the island of Patmos. John is divinely inspired to write to churches he knows in the region that is now Turkey. Some of those early Christians were experiencing genuine persecution, but the great threat to all of them is their culture's insistence that they believe in nothing more than the reality enforced by worldly powers. And John of Patmos says that all of that will end. And thus, some readers have viewed this text as an agenda for the end of the world. But it's too crazy for that. Now, by Revelation standards, the passage Brooke read for us this morning wasn't especially crazy. But you can tell that it's a vision, right? A colleague once described a vision as being the mental picture of what you want to create before it becomes real. A mental picture of what you want to create before it becomes real. Do you hear the crazy hopefulness built into that definition before it becomes real? That tacitly asserts that the vision will become real. That was John of Patmos's point. And I think that is Covenant's brand of crazy. And with that in mind, let's turn to our second reading. 
This All Saints selection comes from early in the Gospel of Matthew, so we get to hear the first speech of Jesus's that this writer records. Prior to this, Jesus has been baptized by John and been tempted by the devil. Jesus has called his first disciples and he has hit the road, quote, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and curing every disease. So with all that teaching and preaching and healing, word spreads and crowds gather. And so Jesus climbs a mountain, finds a place to sit, that's the posture of a teacher, and he begins to talk to his disciples with the crowd pressing in to hear too. This speech has become known as the Sermon on the Mount. It's a complex set of teachings about God's priorities and God's reign. And Jesus begins it with nine blessings, beatitudes. This is Matthew chapter 4, beginning with the first verse. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up the mountain, and after he sat down, his disciples came to him. Then he began to speak and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you, and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for yours is the reward in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who went before you." This too is the word of God for the people of God. Well, y'all are in good company, because talk about crazy. While it's easy for us to see the book of Revelation is pretty crazy, we don't generally think of mainstream texts like Matthew as being crazy. But this passage sure seems that way to me, with its calm claims that are so contrary to the evidence at hand. This text just does not depict the reality we see around us. And so I think that it, too, is a vision. It's Jesus's vision, the mental picture of what Jesus intends to create before he makes it fully real. Jesus starts by declaring that those people most damaged by the brokenness of this world and those people most determined to stand in the breach of that brokenness, that they are all blessed. That's crazy. And blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you? It's crazy. <laughs> and it feels particularly crazy for a stewardship sermon. But then I think about Covenant's crazy determination to engage with hopefulness despite evidence to the contrary. I think that is what your stewardship does. Your pledge lets Covenant partner with the men, women, and children of Laganov, Haiti, making substantial collaborative dis differences there. And 
Your pledge lets Covenant provide MARTA cards for neighbors trying to get from a homeless shelter to job training. Your pledge lets Covenant provide space for recovery programs such as Alcoholics Anonymous. And your pledge lets Covenant welcome Gigi's Playhouse, this amazing program for families dealing with Down syndrome. Your pledge lets Covenant create thought-provoking Sunday school curriculum complete with field trips. And your pledge lets Covenant fund aspirational programming for children and youth. Your pledge maintains this inspiring space where we gather in person and online to proclaim that God is love. It's all crazy, which means it fits right in with Jesus' Beatitudes as he invites us to share his vision that's so far beyond the reality we see around us that it feels crazy. But do you know what comes just a few minutes deeper into this speech of Jesus's? The Lord's Prayer. The Beatitudes vision is what Jesus wants us to envision when we pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That vision is this vision, these nine Beatitudes. Now, each of the nine merits our attention because each one comes from our crazy Messiah. But I'll focus on one Beatitude. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. On All Saints Sunday, we are especially mindful of those who've gone before us. We celebrate them and thank God for their life on earth and their life in eternity. For some of us, such celebration and thanksgiving is clouded by the profundity of grief. For you who mourn losses that are fresh, losses that are deep, and even losses that are awaited with dread, you will be comforted. Despite evidence to the contrary, you are blessed which sounds crazy, but this crazy is actually insider insight into the very nature of God. Jesus, knowing what it is to be human, offers you God's comfort, God's blessing. And church, this beatitude speaks not only to personal grief, but also to grief over anything that is not as God intends. Most of us are not currently mourning dear ones lost to death. Yet we all mourn injustice and war, the absence of righteousness, the absence of mercy. And we are blessed when we mourn all that because it means we know something must change. And that means we're being pulled into Jesus's vision that mental picture of what Jesus will create before he makes it fully real. As we approach Tuesday's election, with false prophets still ranting about the last election, many of us are appalled by the realities around us. It makes you crazy, doesn't it? It is crazy that we have to fight for human rights. It is crazy that we have to fight against disinformation. It is crazy that we have to plead with, co with corporations and governments and ourselves to care for the one and only planet upon which we all depend. But hey, 
church. At least we're doing it. God's crazy grace has blessed us into believing that we can participate in the inbreaking reign of God even before God makes it fully real. So whether you're a longtime member or a first-time visitor, I pray you're here for that participation because this is a community that's crazy enough to follow Jesus. For decades, that kind of crazy has been happening here on the corner of Peachtree and Terrace Drive, and I pray that by your stewardship generosity and by the boundless generosity of God, that Jesus-following craziness will continue here for decades to come because I think that craziness joins us to all the saints. Which brings me to the final set of crazy stuff around here, that font and that table. The font marks us as belonging to God, a blessing shared with all the other saints, future, present, past. And this table stretches not only outward to those who are worshiping online, but also all the way back to Jesus and all the way forward to that time beyond time when, as the book of Revelation puts it, God will wipe away every tear. And it will no longer feel crazy to know just how blessed you are. Church, y'all are crazy. And God is crazy about you, which is the ultimate blessedness. Thanks for listening to the Covenant Presbyterian Church podcast. I invite you to visit our website, covpresatl.org. That's C-O-V-P-R-E-S-A-T-L.org. There you'll find current worship information, links to our live Sunday morning streaming service, and our full archive of recorded services. You'll also find out more about us and how to get in touch. I wish you well in these strange times. God is with us. Grace and peace to you.